RTHK, the news at one with Sean Kennedy. The top stories, police arrest three people after finding the dismembered body parts of a 28-year-old woman. The financial secretary promises the government will put Hong, Hong Kongers first and won't save money for the sake of it. And the health minister says this week's hike in tobacco taxes is already prompting more people to try to quit the habit. Police say a 28-year-old woman surnamed Choi has been murdered and police found body parts at a house in Lungmei village, Taipo. They said they arrested three people, including the parents and elder brother of the victim's ex-husband, who's also a suspect and on the run. Superintendent Alan Chung of the Kowloon West Crime Squad briefed reporters at midnight. We'd like to warn listeners of the distressing content. The body part that we found uh, were inside the refrigerator. And uh, the, the, those two, uh, there, there were two uh, legs belong to a female. We believe one is the right, right uh, side leg and then the other one is the left. And um, uh, what is the second question? Sorry? How about the head? Oh, okay, okay. We are still looking for the head. Okay. So the head is not inside. The no, it's not inside. So the and head is not inside. The no, and uh, there are also other body parts are missing. So right. we believe. For example, for example, the, 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 the torso area, the hand, that 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 those are still missing. So we believe the suspect have already disposed of the body part already. Yeah. And the, uh, as to the background of the of the, of the um, uh, ex-husband, uh, um, according to our um, data, he has no job at all. He's unemployed. The financial secretary, Paul Chan, says the government will put the needs of Hong Kong as ahead of saving money for the sake of it, despite its hefty deficit. Mr Chan predicted in his budget that the SAR would end this fiscal year with a shortfall of $140 billion, taking its reserves down to about $820 billion. He expects a further drop to around $763 billion next year, enough to cover about a year of public spending. Speaking on an RTHK programme, the minister said reserves were still healthy and the authorities must balance the need to spend and save money. We shouldn't save money just for the sake of doing it. What are the policy objectives of the government? The top priority is, of course, people's well-being. So we are supposed to take money out to help citizens during tough times. The health minister says concern that people will start smoking again when they're allowed to take their masks off is a key reason for an increase in taxes on tobacco. Speaking on a radio programme, Lo Chung Mao said there were early signs that the 60% cigarette hike was working. He said the daily number of callers to the quit smoking hotline had risen from 20 to more than 130 after Wednesday's budget. And he said more measures would follow towards the goal of a smoke-free Hong Kong. This is a very encouraging result. We expect this to continue for a while. I agree that we have to continue the momentum. With the removal of the mass, we will anticipate that there may be a possibility of rise of smoking. But we are going to uh, make a consultation to seek more measures to try to control smoking in the way of making smoking less attractive, less convenient by increasing the non-smoking area and also in reducing the attractiveness of the packages. Meanwhile, the health chief said the hospital authority must get to the bottom of an incident last week in which a surgical light fell in an operating theatre. The authority said an initial investigation found that six screws holding up the light at the United Christian Hospital had broken, probably because of metal fatigue. Problems have now been found with 23 lights made by Swedish company Gettinger. Here's Professor Lowe. The hospital authority has the responsibility to investigate into why this happened. 
to urge the contractor to come up with a report and explain if this manufacturer and the maintenance contractor cannot provide a satisfactory answer to all this and ensure that this will not happen, the hospital authority will have to seriously consider whether to trust this manufacturer and maintenance contractor anymore. The Innovation and Technology Minister Sun Dong says a proposed artificial intelligence supercomputing centre would re- represent a huge investment, but the government will take a prudent approach. A study into the project was announced in this week's budget, and he told a television programme that the consultation would be completed this year in the hope that funding can be secured next year. And a quick look at the weather. It'll be mainly fine and dry with moderate to fresh northeasterly winds, and the outlook, it'll still be fine and dry and windy with cool mornings in the next couple of days. The weather will stay fine from midweek. The red fire danger warning is in force. Currently, the temperature is 19 degrees Celsius. Humidity is 47%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. Turning overseas, Russia faces another round of Western sanctions a year after the start of the war with Ukraine. The European Union announced a tenth set of measures targeting those spreading propaganda in support of Moscow or delivering drones. The agreement was announced by Sweden, which currently holds the presidency of the EU Council. The Swedish Prime Minister is Ulf Kristersson. Russia has reminded us of the barbarism of war. There's a path to freedom and democracy. But there's also a path away from freedom and democracy. And faced with that choice, neutrality is no option. Therefore, Sweden and the European Union will act with determination to support Ukraine and for Ukrainian victory. Separately, the United States, Canada and Britain also imposed further restrictions. More than a 100 of Israel's elite military reservists have threatened to abandon their posts if the government goes ahead with controversial plans to overhaul the judiciary. Officers and soldiers of the country's Military Intelligence Special Operations Division issued the warning. Here's the BBC's Mike Thompson. Tens of thousands of protesters have already voiced their anger against a judicial overhaul on Israel's streets. Now the country's elite military reservists are pitching in too. The legal reforms, currently going through Parliament, would give Benjamin Netanyahu's government total control of appointing judges. They would also end the power of the Supreme Court to stop legislation it considers unconstitutional. Signatories to the open letter, who include sergeants to brigadier generals, say the plans would destroy democracy, along with all they have fought for. Sport, and with a look ahead to this weekend's action, here's the BBC's John Bennett. After plenty of twists and turns over the last few weeks, the Premier League title race continues with leaders Arsenal and second-placed Manchester City up against teams hoping to avoid relegation. Arsenal have a two-point lead at the top of the table going into an away match at Leicester City, who are just four points above the drop zone. Arsenal are on a high after the late win at Aston Villa ended a run of three Premier League matches without a victory and they've won their last four games against Leicester. Meanwhile, Manchester City have drawn their last two fixtures despite dominating against Nottingham Forest and RB Leipzig. So they'll be hoping to take their chances when they meet Bournemouth, who beat Wolves last Saturday. Third place, Manchester United and fifth place, Newcastle United have a break from Premier League action this weekend. They meet in the EFL Cup final for the chance to win the first major trophy of the season. That means Tottenham, who are fourth in the table, can gain some ground in the fight to qualify for the Champions League if they beat their London rivals Chelsea 
who are in awful form. Not only have Chelsea not won in five games, but they've also only scored three goals in their last nine matches. Cricket and South Africa have reached their first ever World Cup final, men's or women's, after they beat England in the semi-final of the women's T20 on home soil. England were favourites after winning four out of four, while the Proteas were beaten in the opening match of the tournament by Sri Lanka. Laura Vulfard scored 55 for the hosts, who will face Australia in the final tomorrow. England captain Heather Knight said she was proud of her side, despite the result. I think first of all, what a brilliant game of cricket. Um, we fought really, end to, fought really well at the end, I think, to take it as close as we did, but I think probably in hindsight we let them get a few too many. Uh, I think South Africa were, were very good with the ball. They had a, a very clear, simple plan. Ball straight took pace off and, and made it tricky for us. Meanwhile, James Anderson justified his promotion to top spot in the World Test bowling rankings as England took full control of the second test against New Zealand. Seema Anderson took three for 37 on day two in Wellington after England declared their first innings at 435 for eight just before lunch. Spinner Jack Leach also took three scopes. The match has been delayed by rain with the hosts on 138 for seven and trailing by 297 runs. That leaves England on course for a sweep of the two-match series after winning the first test by 267 runs in Mount Monganui. And it's a big, big weekend for rugby with Ireland due to take on Italy and England facing Wales in Cardiff. Scotland head, to fa- head off to face the Six Nations champion France tomorrow in Paris. France's defeat in Dublin earlier this month was their first test lost in 14 games, a run stretching back to July 2021. It left Ireland and Gregor Townsend's Scotland as the only two sides who can still win a Grand Slam this season. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Police arrest three people after finding the dismembered body parts of a 28-year-old woman. And the financial secretary promises the government will put Hong Kongers first and won't just save money for the sake of it. The news from RTHK. Legislation on national security in Hong Kong is designed to safeguard national sovereignty, security and development interests. It will also ensure that Hong Kong becomes a safer, more stable city. The legislation is aimed at an extremely small minority of those whose behavior and activities pose threats to national security. It will not affect the legitimate rights and freedoms enjoyed and exercised by Hong Kong residents in accordance with the law. National security law preserves one country, two systems and restores stability. Here are the proper ways to use the $2 scheme. 1. Take short-haul buses instead of long-haul ones for short journeys. 2. If the selected bus route offers two-way section fares, remember to tap your card again after alighting. 3. If the selected minibus route offers two-way section fares, tell the driver your destination when you get on and tap your card after the fare is adjusted. Make good use of short-haul routes and section fares. It's easy. Let's do it. Radio 3. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. <laughs> and who is at Disney? <laughs> Who's daddy's favorite? <laughs> That's right. The bi-weekly Disney trip is in effect. Steve Bremner is going to be back shortly. But first, 1981, Love of My Life. Here's Queen, live, right here on Radio 3. Would you give us a little help with this? This is Love of My Life. 